Hello everyone, a very warm welcome to Christina Aguilera Track Battle. I'm your host Bags, super fan and lover of all things Xtina. This is the podcast where we take two songs from Christina's amazing discography at random via our fancy random track wheel, discuss them and undertake the challenging task of determining which is better. Let's find out which songs are going head to head this episode. Are you ready fighters? Let's spin the wheel. All I want to do. And that's going up against... There's nudity. (laughs) As if the track wheel could not choose two completely opposite songs to compare, but it's the name of the game and I am so here for the challenge. So we have All I Want to Do, which is proper taking it back to baby Tina days and then we have There's Nudite which is the Spanglish or Spanish and English electro club bop. So without further ado let's first start talking about All I Wanna Do. So we are taking it back to 1997 here and this is the earliest we have gone in Christina's career on Christina Aguilera Track Battle and the earliest we probably will go in terms of studio recordings, what I mean, stuff that was sort of like pressed onto a CD or a musical release of some sort Um, and all I want to do was probably the first studio recording featuring Christina as a named artist in the title so we are taking it way 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 back here. Um, This is a duet with renowned Japanese singer, household name in Japan, Kizo Nakanishi, and it was released in 1997 as a single from his album Spinning, and also featured as a B-side on Kizo's single What I Do For Love. The song was written and produced by Maury Stearns, and actually the song was recorded three years before this, in 1994, um, but wasn't actually released until a few years later. Um, so 1994 was a period in Christina's um, life was when it was shortly after the Mickey Mouse Club was um, cancelled in America and it ended and she appeared in a couple of seasons along with fellow Mickey Mouse Club alumni some names you may know and recognise such as Britney Spears, Justin Timberlake, Ryan Gosling a lot of very talented people in that lineup. And um, following the cancellation of the Mickey Mouse Club, um, you know, in which both Christina and Brittany were in for a couple of seasons, um, Christina and her family moved to Japan as her father was moved around a lot with his work in the military. And so the whole family was stationed there for two years. Um, this has been elaborated on many times in many a documentary, many an interview from Christina. Um, you know, Christina was absolutely devastated when the Mickey Mouse Club was cancelled. She felt that the Mickey Mouse Club was somewhere where she belonged um, because she used to get a lot of grief at school because she was a very talented girl. Her voice is a voice that's beyond her years. You know, if you see videos of her when she's that age, when she's very young singing, it still sounds very classic Christina. Um, So, you know, back then, she was sort of a very misunderstood individual. Um, They've done interviews with Shelley, her mum, and she was mentioning how at the end of Mickey Mouse Club, um, 
you know, both her and Britney, who were very close friends throughout the taping of Mickey Mouse Club, and they were together all the time. They were just holding each other and crying. So somewhere that, you know, all of these people belonged together and were out there showing their talents, dancing, singing, acting, doing whatever it is they wanted to do in a safe space, um, all thanks to Disney and the Mickey Mouse Club, was just suddenly taken away from them. And then suddenly Christina was in this country that she'd never been in before. Um, But that didn't stop her. She's spoken about how much she loves Japan and how much love she has for the country. Um, There's so many great pictures of her from when she was younger, um, released, you know, as part of a lot of these documentaries that have been done about Christina and her early life and her career. And so much so, she's actually visited Japan again more recently in the past few years, way before sort of the pandemic. And she said how much it's got a special place in her heart. Um, So it was around this sort of 1994 time where Christina had moved to Japan with her family and she had more sort of honing her skills with vocal coaching and singing lessons, you know, really honing her God-given talent as well as recording things like demos and embracing whatever opportunities that were coming her way. And All I Want to Do was one of those and she ended up recording the song with Kizo and um, it was released and the rest is history. We actually have to speak here about a little album called Just Be Free. Um, So this was also around from this time as well, the 1994 uh, recording demos, sending out all these um, tapes to record labels to try and get Christina a record deal. This is what she wanted to do she wanted to sing she wanted to be an artist um so just be free um was this um album that ended up happening which sort of wasn't supposed to happen and then it ended up happening and then yeah long story so she was working with a couple of producers based in new jersey um roberts aleka and michael brown and they gave christina the opportunity to use their recording studio to record demos to send out to record labels because We wanted a record deal, we wanted to start recording music, singing was the main thing that she really wanted to do um, following the Mickey Mouse Club. So she actually recorded 11 sort of rough, very unfinished tracks, um, a lot of ballads to sort of showcase her vocal talent, but also because it was very much the craze around then, um, there was quite a lot of dance material in there. And this was sort of there, it got sent to record labels, it wasn't really sort of taking off. Um, And then eventually, you know, Christina got a record deal um, as a result of the Mulan um, soundtrack reflection um, and, and, and the rest is history. But after that, when Christina got her mainstream success following the debut album, um, these producers sought to release the album and um, Christina wasn't having it. She sort of started developments to stop the release because these were um, snapshots of what her voice was like before um, she got more training done and tried to hone her skills and artistically speaking it wasn't where she was in her career at the moment because she just come off a very successful debut album and was starting to get into the process of recording Stripped which was her sort of her coming of age and it was her album that she was going to be completely her show what she was feeling intrinsically and um you know her artistic statement which would define her career for years to come and this album just be free was sort of 
being threatened to be released not even by her record label completely different record label and um you know eventually a settlement was reached which means that the album was allowed to be released but it had this accompanying letter from christina explaining the situation you know basically to summarize it the letter basically said that the album was released and um, she was trying to stop the release but this was um, a collection of um, music and songs um, that were written by her and these two producers um, and they were sort of to help her get her foot into the door basically so it was sort of had a disclaimer with it as well Um, you know a lot of people did think that that was the um, the next album which is bizarre because her voice sounds a lot more younger but hey you give anything to anyone and they'll take it these days but the album is actually available on spotify now for those hardcore fighters who want to get that snapshot of a very early career you know it's an album it's it's very 90s dance pop um and you know it is what it is but it's not something that's sort of like a crown jewel in her discography we have to say so sort of back to all i want to do um it's very much in the same vein of just be free it's very early 90s dance pop and um sort of very romantic lyrics about not wanting to let go of a partner which um quite mature for christina to be singing at this sort of age um but this is christina she just wanted to sing um and in terms of her vocal performance even early christina sounds so great you can definitely tell it's her she's got this rich tone that she's continued to have throughout her career and um it it just sounds so nice um of course it hasn't developed that beautiful you know extra grit that we all love and um you know we all associate it with with christina but you can definitely tell it's very christina of course we have to look at favorite lyrics and favorite parts so my favorite lyric um i mean it's all very color by numbers 90s love song so I mean, can I say all of it and make it sound like it's unique? <laughs> um, it's lyrically, it's not the best um, song, but um, yeah, it is what it is. Um, but my favourite part is the chorus because their voices actually go really, really well together. And Christina's very forward in the mix as well, which for an artist who at that time was not a big household name, was not, um, you know, a massive hit maker um to have her very forward into the mix and um be so up front you know especially when you hear it with headphones um was great and 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 it's nice to sort of hear that they were sort of celebrating her talent and the way that she was singing um i mean basically all i want to do is one of those songs which is a stepping stones to getting her major record deal and her becoming the household name she is today um it's not something that i don't think she'll ever perform um it's not a song that i think she'll ever sort of bring back to life because one it's not hers it's a duet with a very sort of prolific japanese singer um but also it's um it's something that i think she appreciates because it got her to where she is but it's not a song that artistically speaks to what she is sort of performing about now um so that's all i want to do so let's move on to talking about the song that it is up against which is desnudite 
So this is um, track number five, as it appears on the track list from Bionic, released in 2010. And it is a Spanglish track, so the title is in Spanish, um, and it means Get Naked. So we know that it is going to be a very sort of sultry, sexy song. And what I mean by Spanglish is Spanish and English. So we've got Spanish lyrics and English lyrics all together in this lovely fusion track. And this song was produced by Christopher Tricky Stewart and Claude Kelly and it was written by Christina Tricky and Claude Kelly one of the sort of three songs they've done together as a team on Bionic so it was this glam and prima donna and desnudite lyrically the song is about exploring that sort of kinky fetishy side to a relationship and Christina is saying that she's playing the part of a supplier of lust love and fire it's just very sultry very sexy and very triple x tina or xxx tina as we know she likes to explore that sexual side and on bionic we see it in full force with songs like this and sex for breakfast woohoo etc the list goes on that first half of the album is very sexually driven and very much in she's very much in touch of with her sultry side and um not afraid to show it on here this is the album where it just becomes completely unashamed upfront sex tina and so many people are here for it we love it we love it i mean it is funny that um you know when we talk about this as before the release of bionic she mentioned that the album was entirely influenced by the birth of a son um and her being a mum and you know as we know when she was pregnant with max she gravitated towards listening to a lot of electronic music and this heavy influenced um the sound of bionic and it led to christina reaching out to all the artists that she collaborated with on the album lady tron sia la tigre mia santa gold gold frap etc but lyrically a lot of the uptempo songs are very much about sex um and being sultry and very much being in touch with the sexual side of being a woman um i mean bionic has lots of different Um, definitions here you know bionic mother bionic as a woman bionic as a human bionic as a singer so it's good to see that she's exploring all of those different sides um i mean it is funny because she was talking entirely about the birth of her son and i mean babies come from somewhere so i guess that's the influence there here with with songs like desnudite um but it's nice to see that she is exploring all these different facets of what bionic means to her as an artist and this is why we love christina she's not literal we have to read between the lines and that's always the sign of a very good artist so back to there's new today um christina wrote it specifically for the clubs as she said um there was sort of a set of youtube videos that she did for the promotion of bionic where she talked about um certain tracks and desnudite was one of them and um you know she wanted to write this sort of club hit um there was a lot of a lot of fans a lot of fighters were saying that she we want some club hits from her um before bionic and you know she delivered here um the song is very club driven very up tempo lots of electronic vibes and um lots of latin influences as well given the title um the percussion um 
you know, in in some parts, the, the clapping, it almost sounds like a whip cracking, which is very much in the vein of the song and also things like the album artwork. Um, you know, as we know, Christina album booklets are some of the best album booklets I've ever seen. And I'm not just saying that because I'm biased towards Christina, but I'm saying it as an owner of a lot of CDs and somebody who's used to um, you know, not so much anymore, but used to get the CDs, sit down, fully immerse myself into the experience of listening to an album from start to finish and having the album booklet there in front and, and getting into the artist's mind and, and what they wanted to achieve from the album. Um, and, you know, as an owner of a lot of CDs, her booklets just seem to have that extra special edge. You know, in the Bionic album, we see a lot of black and white and red, and that runs through, you know, with the CDs and a lot of the symbolism as well. And um, Christina herself appears in the album booklet very much sort of this leather dominatrix, futuristic, robotic Stepford wife, which very much reflects into a song like Desnudite. So it's it's nice to see that um, all come together. Um, back to the song, back to the instrumental. Like I said, we've got a lot of um, electronic, electropop, dance heavy synths, but it's got this Latin flair to it, Latin drums. There's a horn section towards the end and woven throughout the song, which is such a great combination. And it's not sort of colour by numbers electro. As we know, Christina is half Ecuadorian, so she has a very much Spanish Latin background. And it's nice to see that she has brought that vibe here in Desnudite. Um, and, you know, this is very much in the same vein as Infatuation on Stripped, where we have some sort of mixed Spanish and English lyrics, or Spanglish as people like to call it. I like to think Desnudite is sort of like her the sexier Latin cousin of Infatuation. You know, Infatuation is very sort of dewy-eyed and, um, you know, batting the eyelids and I'm in love. And Desnudite is like, come on take me now <laughs> um you know as we know following the debut album christina did a few side projects such as you know the christmas album and also her spanish album titled mi reflejo which means my reflection uh, taking the title from the english song of the same name of christina's and you know the the spanish album has such a massive following online you know looking around and reading comments very much so in latin america and other spanish-speaking countries as well but not only just there it's got a massive following from christina fans all over the world um and christina at the time of bionic had said that she does owe it to the fans to record a follow-up spec second spanish album and it's something that she wants to work on but sort of desnudite was a sort of gift to to bide us over so here we are years later in 2021 still waiting but you know there have been some rumblings behind the scenes and you know at the time of recording this podcast she has been teasing on her social media um as well as the producers that she's been working with um to a follow-up to the spanish album and um she has been recording a second spanish album in miami which is very exciting um and she's confirmed that she's working on a couple of albums at the same time which is very impressive we know how much of a workhorse christina is and, you know, I know and I've seen how awaited the second Spanish album actually is and I could not be more excited. It does make me wonder if we will get Spanish versions or Spanglish songs again or some of Spanish versions of the singles that she's released since the debut. Um, you know, she's had Stripped, Back to Basics, Bionic, Lotus and Liberation all since Mira Flejo. So... I wonder if we will get some reworks or if we'll get all new material. I mean, personally, I prefer the latter because I'm very excited to see what she has cooking in store and if there's a change in sound at all and, you know, fully embracing Latin music and this new era. You know, as nice as it would be to have translation songs, but, you know, we've heard them many a time now. Um, you know, as, as we know, Christina fans are 
we're very fanatical and we like to listen to things um, again and again. So back to this news today, um, I have to also point out here that there is a big fan demand to hear the full version of a particular remix, um, which is the Ralph Rosario remix, to be specific, um, of this news today. As we spoke before on this podcast, there were the very strong rumours that there was going to be a Bionic remix album, which would have featured this remix amongst a load of others like Birds of Prey, Ruben Wumix, um... Yeah, absolutely loads. Um, it would have been very interesting t- to hear it. There is um, a clip floating around out there um, and it sounds amazing. Um, not to be biased, but it does. Um, and it just sort of takes the song up to this sort of great, you know, club dance level. Um, if it wasn't already, it just takes it to another level. And it would have been nice to see what further levels that it would have taken Bionic to as an era. Um you know, if there was a remix album, because, you know, as we know, it does work quite successfully. Um, if we were look at artists more recently, such as people like Dua Lipa, um, where she's done a remix album and it's done very well and um, really has sort of shown her thought processes behind her era and how immersive it is. And it would have been nice to see that with Bionic as well. But que sera sera. Um, of course, we have to do favourite parts and favourite lyrics. Um, so my favourite part here, I have to say, is either the breakdown after the second chorus where we get, you know, the trumpets coming in with the electronic synths um, and then we get, you know, Christina doing her ad-libs and getting freaky. Um, or it's got to be sort of the bit post-chorus with the Spanish part, the quítate la ropa, um, you know, where we have this great brass section in the background and it just sounds so great it just makes you want to dance and i love that um my favorite lyric has to be the opening um lyric which is what what is your indulgence tell me what's your vice it's like her telling us to indulge in being naughty and i just love it i love the questioning in this first verse and then she's sort of telling her partner what they should do in the second verse it's like i'm gonna find out all the info and then i'll be the boss so i love it um, you know, there's new details, definitely a high lot of Bionic just because of the uniqueness to it. And what I mean by uniqueness is how it's not just sort of a colour by numbers, electro pop, club pop record. It's got this Latin flair. It's very unashamed Christina. And it just ramps up the party at this stage of the album. It just because you have up tempo, up tempo, up tempo, up tempo at the beginning of the album in terms of the track list. It just completely ramps it up and takes it to the next level. And I love it. So we've heard about All I Want to Do and we've heard about There's New Today, but there can only be one winner. So drum roll, please. And the winner is... There's New Today. Congratulations to Desnudite. Um, I mean, the combination of the horns and the electronica and Christina's amazing vocals from, you know, the sultry sexy to the ad-libs, it's nothing short of amazing totally eclipses all i want to do even though that song is so cute and just very full of cuteness i mean there's nudity is just a beast so of course they had to win here so join us again for the next episode where we'll be looking at a stunning gorgeous ballad from the debut album versus an absolutely fierce bionic track Hmm, which ones are they? You will have to find out. Thank you so much for listening. That is it for today's show. If you like the show, please be sure to subscribe and leave comments. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Xdina Track Battle. Ta-ta! (laughs) 